0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: BFM 89.9, good evening. This is Cruise Control, The Car Show on BFM, and my name is Ali Johan. I'm joined tonight, as always, by our automotive specialist on the show, Mr. Daniel Fernandez. Welcome
0: to the show, Daniel. Thank you for having me back, Ali. And thank you for calling me a specialist. I don't think I'm a specialist. I'm just like you.
1: It was a week of launch after launch, Daniel. It seems like... uh, And you were at some of the launches. I was at some of the launches. We're going to be discussing all of them, uh, hopefully, on the show. And I think the biggest news for affordable
0: mobility. This week, Perodua announced the AXIA-E. Right. So, you know, in September 20th, 2019, when Perodua... Um, upgraded the previous Axia, they already had the Axia E in their portfolio. Okay, so at that time they launched it uh, together with the Axia G and the Axia G Extra and the Axia SE, and of course there was the Axia Style, which was the high high version one, and then they had one that looked like a little bit like a crossover, which was the Axia AV. So. Even on our website, dsf.ny, there was a lot of excitement. And I was trying to figure out why. Because this car was already in the market before. Maybe because people have not even realized it. So what happens is, Perdua launched a brand new AXIA recently, Right. So, the latest AXIA comes with a brand new shape, new features, everything else. It's also the controversial AXIA, which uh, there was some issue with its safety standards from Japan uh, because it's, you know, shared technology with Daihatsu and then everything sort of blew away and, you know, everybody's calmed down right now. But this AXIA-E, which was already launched before, was priced at 24090 hmm. At that time, it came only in ivory white, only with a five-speed manual, dual airbags, Still had Isofix mounting points, steel wheels. That means the cheapest of the cheap, you know, wheels on the car and skinny tires. Uh, of course, no radio and then no additional uh, safety features. So that was fine. That was put aside already. Obviously, a lot of people went into Perdua showrooms and never bothered with the Azia E simply because the next level up, the Azia G, was thirty-three thousand. Now, if you're going to take a loan over nine years or even over seven years, the difference in the monthly instalment will prompt a lot of people to say, I might as well take the next version, you know? Yeah. Because the axia at A33 had ABS plus EBD, alloy wheels. Then you had a choice of colours, remote key and alarm system. Uh, You had rear wiper. You had 14-inch alloy wheels against, you know, just having steel wheels. So, of course, nobody looked at the AXIA-E. So, now comes the AXIA-E at a time when Perdua has got a brand new AXIA. You understand?
1: Yeah. International brands now. Uh, This week, Audi announced a fleet of brand new electric cars. Three good-looking models with really impressive specs. Uh, We're going from one spectrum to another now, Daniel. Um, Exactly. The e-tron GT Quattro and the RS edition of the e-tron GT. Four-door sports cars uh, with really, really interesting prices here, Daniel.
0: Okay, so basically what Audi did was they brought in a whole bunch of vehicles, all electric. They did one big launch. They spent one... Huge amount of money, but at one go, they launched an SUV and also a sports GT. Sports GT means a photo car. Yeah. Okay? Uh Now, if you go and look at the pictures, we'll start, we'll start with the photo sports car. The photo sports car, basically, the e-tron um, GT is more like a Porsche Taycan. Like, you know, it's it's, it's basically a, a close relative to the Porsche Taycan. Uh, it was teased a few months ago. Uh, that time when they teased it, they said about, you know, 500 or thousand ringgit, which is slightly cheaper than the Porsche Taycan. If you look at the specs and the technology and everything else, because globally, it's under the Volkswagen Group. And Volkswagen Group has its hands in Audi and Porsche. And both of them are working together on platforms and, and technology. So when it comes to EV, a lot of it is shared. Right. It's just the shape and you know, maybe some infotainment technology and maybe maybe a little bit of the tuning line. You know, they work out something with the motor system and all that. But end of the day, this is a direct competitor to the Porsche Taycan. The Etron GT and the Etron R S come to Malaysia. Prices start from just five hundred and eighty-seven thousand ringgit. Now, last week we spoke about the new Mercedes electric cars coming in. They're around the same price and going up. So even with this Audi. You've got the price that goes up. So what? What is the top version? The GT, the yeah. E-tron GT, is seven hundred and ninety-two thousand ringgit. Now there's a few variants along the way, different charging times, different battery um, range, and everything else. But most important is now you get all this in Malaysia tax-free. So this is the tax-free price, just like how all other electric cars are tax-free. So there's a huge excitement. Here's the best part. 400 over bookings even before launch.
1: We were mm. expecting this um, when we first announced the e-tron coming to Malaysia many months ago. Um, Audi also announced
0: electric version of the Q8. Yeah, the Q8 EV is an SUV but there is a petrol version of the Q8 out in the market Yeah, uh, which has been around for a few years now. That's a huge SUV. This is more the size of a Q5. So remember the Q5 which came out many years ago, very popular. You see it on the road. It's still on sale, but you know there's been a few revisions in the shape. Mm. But that size is what this Q8 e-tron is. So it's not a large SUV. It's a reasonably sized SUV, mid-range I'll say. Mm. The price starts at a very reasonable three hundred and eighty-three thousand ringgit. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Now you've got a few versions. They showed us the the 50 Quattro and the S Line uh, 55 Quattro, and they showed us uh, you know the Sportback and everything else. Now they've got all of them in the showrooms right now, but the pricing moves up mm. from three eight three nine nine zero right up to four nine seven nine nine zero, which is the Q8 Spotback E-Tron S Line 55 Quattro. It's a mouthful. Okay, <laughs> so you can go for the for the base. Q8 e-tron advanced 50 quattro which is three eight three nine nine zero, or you can spend a hundred thousand ringgit more and go for the sportback s-line 55 quattro all in audi showrooms right now so i think it's a good time for audi to push up their supply from what i understand all 400 units cannot be delivered this year there's a waiting list for more than six months now for these cars Exactly. So, you know, if they, they need to talk to the principal and see whether they can get more, more stock and more cars coming in. Because I think it's a good time for Audi to capitalize on the re-interest in the brand. You know, because they haven't been doing too well in Malaysia for the last few years simply because all their cars are fully imported, which means they pay very high taxes. So, against the immediate competition from Volvo, BMW and Mercedes, they are always 20, 30, 40% more expensive. Now, with this, it's an open playing field. Everybody's on equal ground. So that's uh, new announcements
1: by Audi, the new e-tron series of three different models that were on show at the recent launch. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now and we've got more launches coming up after this. So keep it locked here on Cruise Control VFM 89.9. FM 89.9, is Cruise Control. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm Ali Johan. Tonight, on a two-man show with Daniel Fernandez, and we're talking about uh, local launches, uh, No Frills AXIA-E, out in the markets uh, earlier this week, as well as a fleet of cars by Audi. The e-tron GT arrived in Malaysia, and we saw the launch of that. And now... Mercedes-Benz announced
0: uh, the facelift models of the A-Class family. The A-Class, very popular, used to come out just as a hatchback. So now they've got the hatchback and the sedan. So the whole range facelifted. There's a few models here. Uh, I'll run through them. A200, A250 Formatic, AMG, A35 Formatic, And then you got the A45 formatic, which is the best model to go to. Then for the sedans, you got the A250 formatic and A35 Formatic. So... Altogether, you've got six new models in the showrooms. Hmm. I think Mercedes-Benz dealers need to renovate their showrooms and make it bigger. There are just too many <laughs> models out there. And, you know, by Mercedes-Benz doing this globally, they're saying, hey, we still know there's a lot of people out there who want petrol-driven cars. Six new cars from basic to high performance, yeah. you know. I'm giving you a hatchback and a saloon. And I'm giving you small, compact cars, yet, you know, roomy enough for four adults to have a good time in it. So, these cars come to Malaysia, right now, they're all fully imported. So, if they're fully imported, you know the price will be slightly more. Mercedes has local assembled the A-Class before. And, it, it, you know, they need some time to do local assembly. So, they've launched the fully imported ones first. It'll soon be local assembled and the prices will be more attractive. Right now, the prices start from two hundred and sixty-four thousand ringgit. Oof. Okay. But, you know, it's Mercedes-Benz. It's fully imported. So, don't expect, to, you know, for them to be, you know, uh, very, very simple. Now, of course, the A200... That is just two hundred and thirty-eight eight eight eight, and what's the powertrain on that one? Okay, it's a one point three turbocharged vehicle. I've driven even the older one point three engines with the, with the seven-speed dual-clutch gearbox. They've got enough power. I mean, you're not going to do the zero to hundred in, in five seconds, but it's good enough for city commuting. And it's a Mercedes-Benz. You know, your, it's your entry into the, the the three-pointed star. And then if you if you got a bit more money at two hundred sixty-four, you can go for the A two fifty 4Matic. It's got a four-cylinder two-liter engine. 224 horses, 350 newton meters. That's a lot of power. Almost similar to what you'll get from a Golf GTI, which is the the so-called benchmark for hot hatches, you know? Right. So, Mercedes is knocking on the Golf uh, category and saying, hey, you know, I can play with you also, you know? Hmm. Then, of course, you have the sedans. The sedans also have a two-liter engine and they get more powerful as you go up the the chain. Of course, the one which everybody wants is the AMG A45 4 Matic. 4 Matic means four wheel drive, AMG A45. This is the Ultima. 2 litre again, four cylinder, but 421 horsepower, Ali. Oof. 500 Newton meters of torque. It's got an 8 speed AMG speed shift uh, double clutch. 0 to 100 in a shocking 3.9 seconds. That's electric car performance, and this is not an electric car.
1: Um, we're going to shift our attention to some motorcycle news.
0: Triumph Motorcycle also just opened a new flagship store. Yes. So, Triumph has been in Malaysia for some time now, but they were under a different partner in Malaysia for many years. That partner built up, the business did well, everything else. But as time goes, you know, you know, parents, I'm talking about the Triumph itself in, in UK, mm. they're always looking for new business partners, new distributors. They want to get things going fast. Uh, the motorcycle market in Malaysia has grown uh, surprisingly very, very fast. And this is not just for the small bikes. We are talking about mid-range and also big bikes. Yeah. So of course, when you see a big boost in this, you need to get someone with big investment to open more outlets and you know push the brand up, order more bikes in, look into flagship stores, merchandise and everything else. Selling a motorbike is no longer just you know transportation. It's a lifestyle, and lifestyle meaning you know they got clubs, they got rides, they got organizations. Yeah. They got club activities and all this. So Triumph decided that it was time to go with a new partner. So they, the new partner opened. In one month, three new outlets, okay? Wow. All big outlets. The first one was in Batu Caves. The second one was the new flagship store right in the heart of Pataling Jaya. You can Google it. You can go and look for it. It's in a building. It's a beautiful big showroom. Full merchandise available. Triumph jackets, bags, uh, T-shirts, you know, uh, tank bags, all kinds of things from the Triumph organisation. Everything is fully imported because Triumph is a British brand. And then they opened another outlet in Penang. So they've moved across very quickly. So this brand now is the same group of people who are doing Vespa, Moto Guzzi, Aprila, Harley-Davidson, and Royal Enfield. Oh, it's all under the same roof. Different teams handling everything, but it's all under one roof. So you can, you can tell that you know, this group has put in a lot of money to make sure that they do well with these brands. So they've done well with the other brands. You've seen how they've grown in the last couple of years. So I think this will also follow through.
1: Triumph also announced the release of a new model the Street Triple 7 765 to their lineup and this one yes. a nice little urban
0: motorbike it seems yeah it's like a, it's like a you know small little speed bike and you know when they launch these kind of bikes you must understand um, imagine now someone walking into a showroom to look at a Triumph motorcycle okay mm. He looks at the bike it's about 60 odd thousand ringgit he says mm, i like this maybe one day i can afford it the salesman has the opportunity saying listen we've got another showroom next door <laughs> hmm. different brand maybe you should go in there and see something in your price range so the fact that you're nearby each other sales people can work with each other and say no i've got a potential customer he wants to buy my bike but he can't afford it meanwhile let him come to your showroom and take your bike home you know yeah. really smart Yeah. So that's Triumph Motorcycle with their new flagship store that they just opened in
1: Petaling Jaya, Batu Caves and Penang. Uh, I guess we can expect to see more Triumph Motorcycles on Malaysian roads. Um, And if you are interested in this brand, there's more info at their website triumph-motorcycles.my. Another quick break and when we come back, we're going to discuss Proton dealerships right here on Cruise Control BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9 is cruise control. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Ali Johan, together with Daniel Fernandez, our automotive specialist. Now, uh, a short discussion. Daniel, you've realised something about
0: Proton dealerships. Okay, so someone came to me and told me, he said, oh, do you know uh, there's this Proton dealership that closed? I said, well, you know, dealerships do close, you know, not only Proton brand, mm. uh, all the major brands. You you do see dealerships once in a while closing. Uh, it could be for, you know, simple reason that the, the the dealer has got some financial trouble. A lot of them come into the car business after uh, making money in other areas, you know. Mm. It's nothing uncommon. So I didn't think too much about it. And then another person called me up and this person actually worked for one of these dealerships and he says, my dealership is closing down. I'm losing my job. Sorry. So he, I went to see him and he told me what happened and everything else. Now, of course, he's angry with his management because he, he loses his job. It's not easy to find jobs out there, especially when you're in a certain age. And I realized one thing, this is my analysis. When Geely took over, there was a big hoo-ha five years ago that Proton would be back on its feet. And then they showed us the X70. And when they showed the X70, they took a lot of existing dealers to China to see what was going on and to show them the future, you know. Mm. So the future means what's going to happen in the next few years with the brand. Geely has got shares Mercedes-Benz. They're building electric cars. They're building hybrid cars. So... When you come back with all this excitement, you share it with your friends who are also you know, well to do. Some of them will say, Hey, I'm not in the auto business, but I want to get in on this. So, how do you get in on this? You go to Proton, you say, Listen, I've got money, I've got land, I've got buildings, I've got resources. Can you please give me a dealership? So, some of them, instead of opening one, open two, three, four, five, you know? Because the more I open, the more I make. And so they opened the dealerships. Now, when you rush and open dealerships, you don't have the manpower. What do you do? You start pinching. Now, there's only so much you can pinch because why other dealerships are also pinching at the same time. If you're trying to get the best talents in the market, you need a salesman that's committed. Number two, you need after sales. After sales, you need talent. You can't just take what you can get. You know what I mean? Even though you go for training and everything, you have to get You know, competent people. Number three, you got to get service advisors. Service advisors can be neither here nor there. But when you're dealing with customers, depending on the kind of neighbourhood you live, the kind of demographics you got, you must know how to deal with customers. Some service advisors don't know how to deal with customers. Language skills, empathy. You must know how to talk to them, you know? So, these kind of issues are cropping up. So, now, these dealerships that open, these quick and fast dealerships that open up, they spend a lot of money. They spend millions. This is not cheap to do, okay? They spend the money... Proton sales boom went up. X70 bookings, you know it. For the last, you know, five years till today, there's still bookings for for the X70. Then came the X50, boom. So what is happening all this while? They were just order takers. Okay. And that was happening with a lot of dealerships. Not only the ones that closed. A lot of dealerships. I know salespeople who stayed with Proton until sales started tapering out. Bam, they just left and went to another brand. So, a lot of the salespeople also are not very professional. So, what happens? The dealerships don't take them on as full-time employees. They take them on as sales agents. Yes, they give them uniform, they give them a name card, and then they tell them, okay, you come to work, you sell a car, you get money, but we're not giving you basic. So, when you get salespeople like that, as, as the business starts getting a bit tough, because they're not full-time employees, they don't have a HR document, hmm. they can just not turn up the next day. Yeah.
1: Um, I just googled and there are 278 authorised Proton dealers in Malaysia right. across right. 100 cities. So pretty much right. anywhere,
0: any state you go to, you'll find a, f- exactly. a, few, a few. Do you need them all so close by? Mm. You want your brand to survive. First of all, you don't need so many dealerships. That's number one. Right. Because you don't have hands to maintain them. Number two, we've got new brands coming in like Cherry and, and Haval. Haval is also coming in very soon. And of course, BYD is expanding. You don't need to have your dealerships so close. If you have a dealership in Bangsa, why do you need another one in Brickfields, you know? Hmm. It's so close. I'm saying you should know where to talk to your dealers and say, hey, listen, I think enough is enough. If you're opening in a brand new housing area, that means something that's totally new, 10, 20 kilometer radius, there's no other dealership, fine, go ahead, no problem. But do you have the manpower to come to work every day to work at the dealership?
1: I guess we can revisit this at the end of this year and see uh, where the dealership numbers stand, um, as it I mean, is. Like, we should. We should. Yes. Yeah. Quite. And as it is right now, as you mentioned, you know, with more Chinese car brands coming to the market, we spoke about it on the show. It'll be interesting to see the playing field if the competitions are level and if they are actually pulling their weight, or are they just existing to make up the numbers? Uh, We have come to the end Of the program tonight Thanks so much For sticking with us And if you would like To listen back To tonight's episode You can get the podcast Over at the BFM app Which you can get On the Google Play Or Apple App Store Or the BFM website www.bfm.my Until next week Same time um, My name is Ali Johan Together with Daniel Fernandez This has been Cruise Control BFM 89.9 The Business Station